You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. So I'm going to start off by doing something we don't usually do at house because we're very we're a raucous bunch. Um, we're going to start off by uh, just having a little moment of silence, and don't worry about the children; just they can be non-silent. Um, we'll just start off with a short period of uh, of silence, and I'll end with a with a short prayer. Now, O Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you, Jesus, the one whom we await. Amen. So in the words of Paul today, a slightly different translation, therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly await for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. So here's an old uh, Zen Buddhist story. A student once said to a Zen master, please write for me something of great wisdom. The master picked up his uh, Zen calligraphy brush and wrote one word in Japanese, wait. The student waited. About five minutes or so later, the student once again asked the master for one word of great wisdom. This time, the master wrote, wait, period, Wait. Ten minutes later, the student became irritable. I'm still waiting. Can you write just a single word down, O Master? In response, the Master wrote simply, Wait. 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 Fifteen minutes later, and in frustration, the student demanded, I'm still waiting. And that is the message, said the Zen Master. Advent is the season of spiritual waiting. For us, it's waiting outside in the freezing cold. But, um, but what a negative idea waiting is in our society and culture today. We have to wait for something? Can't I immediately download an app so that Christ can come right now and we can get this all over with? Can't I just run over to the convenience or drugstore and pick up Jesus at 2 a.m.? What about two-day shipping? I'll just get on Amazon and get my Jesus via UPS. But no, spiritual waiting is another matter, and it's a major theme, not just for Advent, but in the Bible as a whole. Think of the Jews waiting for God to take them out of Egypt or Babylon, or the Jews in Jesus' time eagerly awaiting the soldier Messiah who would deliver them from the Romans. So I did a little research on why we hate to wait so much. Why has the notion of constant gratification become so ingrained in our Western culture? Well, it turns out we're pretty much hardwired to hate any kind of delay. 
It's part of the basic survival instinct that kicks in and never turns off, hence the enormous amount of wealth that some people have accumulated in our world today. Interestingly, researchers have found that the introduction of currency or money into our culture hundreds of thousands of years ago made things a lot worse. The desire for instant gratification and the accumulation of stuff is far worse when it comes to money than for anything else. However, the ability to tolerate delay is also imprinted into us. But it's a function of our higher primate brain, apparently, not the lizard brain that makes us impatient and greedy. Apparently, capuchin monkeys are the only other primates that tolerate delay in a similar manner to humans. They happen also to be the best primates at using tools as well, hence a link between higher brain functioning and the idea of patience. So what's happening around us in our highly consumerist society is that advertisers, advertisers and other promoters, like me, by the way, I'm in, I'm in the PR business, <laughs> are targeting the lizard brain in the most sophisticated manner known to man at this point in our evolution. What it takes to be patient is for us to tap into a higher brain functioning to be able to de delay gratification, ignore the ads and the huge amount of sales-oriented information hurled at us every second of every day. The spiritual philosopher and psychologist Ken Wilber would tell us that the highest form of brain function is the spiritual brain. Indeed, Wilber would say that mystics, Christian mystics, Zen masters, and others function at a level well above the rest of us, and well above all those billionaires who hoarded so much of that filthy lucre for themselves thanks to their reptile brains. And Wilbur's advice to those of us who aspire to be less consumerist, less greedy, more generous, and simple in the way we live and function, practice waiting. Well, that's one interpretation of what Wilbur has to say, but meditation and cont contemplative prayer are basically very simple ways of practicing waiting. I remember being on a Zen cushion many years ago when I was in that little phase of life, on a grueling week-long Zen retreat. It was towards the end of the day, and we'd been at meditation for hours already. My back was killing me. My mind had basically given up. My head was screaming, ring the damn bell, over and over. My patients had simply given in to the lizard brain that wanted simply to be able to lie down, relieve the pain, and actually do something interesting. But it doesn't have to be that way this Advent. As Richard Rohr says, the celebration of Advent and Christmas is not a sentimental waiting for a baby to be born, but much more a waiting for history to be born. The Christ we are asking for and waiting for includes your own full birth and the further rebirth of history and creation. Now you can say, come Lord Jesus, with a whole new understanding and deliberate passion. In other words, you can stand up, be alert, and avoid the trap. As Paul echoes, this waiting during Advent should not be a dull, dreary affair. We should all eagerly await for the Lord to be revealed. So what do we need to do to eagerly await the birth of Christ this season? Well, we have to turn waiting into a spiritual practice, as I said. As the Christian mystic Simone Vile stated, waiting is a spiritual discipline. I remember at the age of 10 at the English boys' boarding school, every Saturday, one of the schoolmasters would open what was called the tuck shop. 
Tuck is one of those archetypical English boarding school words that means food, especially snacks and candy. Anyway, the tuck shop had a one-pound limit. That's pound as in currency, by the way. Not <laughs> Most boys would go in and spend their money on an assortment of candy and chips, which they eagerly consumed in about 15 minutes flat. I, however, nearly always bought the large bar of hard toffee. Not only was it very good, but it could not be eaten in 15 minutes. It couldn't even be eaten in a day. In fact, sometimes that toffee bar would last a whole week. Needless to say, I thought I was very smart. While I wasn't eagerly really awaiting for anything, this tale demonstrates the eagerness and patience that are required on a spiritual journey. As a contemplative myself, this dynamic between eagerness and patience plays out for me every day as I sit down in the, to pray in the morning and evening. As we all did for about 30 seconds at the beginning of this sermon, I and others in this congregation do for 20, 30 minutes once or twice a day. As I settle into my intention to consent to God's presence and action within, I experience a kind of longing for God's presence. But as Father Thomas Keating pointed out to me in my recent seven-day retreat, God likes to play peekaboo with you in contemplative prayer. God will show you the divine presence for just a second and then be gone, sometimes for long, dry periods. And this, by the way, applies to anything in life, not just contemplative prayer. The, se the secret of contemplative prayer in any other manner of Christian hope is to know how to wait. So I kind of meandered around this topic, and I haven't given you any concrete answers to this kind of waiting question. But hopefully I've offered up a few clues. So I'll finish off with a word from Henry Blackaby that offers perhaps one further clue. We are a doing people. We always want to be doing something. Every now and then someone will exclaim, don't just stand there, do something. In contrast... I think God is crying out to us. Don't just do something. Stand there. <laughs> Enter into a love relationship with me. Get to know me. Adjust your life to me. Let me love you and reveal myself through you to a watching world. And then in the words of the prophet Isaiah, since ancient times no one has heard no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Amen. Amen.